This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from my Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Glory to God. So we started off, we talked about the importance of faith. The importance of faith. showed us from God's word why it's such an all-important subject, such an all-important subject, and it will behoove us to pay attention to it as well as all of God's word. Amen. It's good to major on the majors and minor on the minors. There are some things, you know, whether you know them or not, doesn't uh, uh, matter so much. For instance, how long was Aaron's bed, you know? You know? Who was taller between Adam and Eve? You know, there's certain things, whether you know them or not, it doesn't affect the quality of your life. Amen. Who is the Antichrist? You know, uh, certain things, you know, don't amount to much. But there's some other things that if you don't know them, you know, uh-oh, it just might cost you a whole lot. Praise God. Now, there's some things we call the ABCs of Bible faith. The ABCs of Bible faith. What are they? Just like Pastor Charles said, three things basically. When you talk about the ABCs, the elementaries, the basics of faith. First, you talk about what faith is. What faith is. Second, how faith comes. Third, how to turn your faith loose. How to turn your faith loose. That is how to use your faith. It's like money. You want to know what money is. You want to know how to get money. And you also want to know how to spend it. Isn't it? Same thing with faith. What is faith? How does it come? How can I get it? Then how do I use it? And then also, it's good to talk about the enemies of faith. The hindrances to faith. To faith. Now, we have a, another course in level two on this subject we have another course in level two on this subject. So this is just foundational. That's laying a foundation for us to build more on in our personal study as well as in the school. Praise God. Well, in talking about what faith is, we heard quite some of that already, especially yesterday. Let's open our Bibles once again to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And we'll read the first verse there. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's been said that one of the best ways to know what something is is to know what it isn't. One of the best ways to know what something is is to know what it isn't. So we want to follow that approach as we study faith. We want to look at some things that faith is not. When we better understand what faith is not, it helps us to see better what it is. First is this, faith is not hope. Faith is not hope. Like that verse says, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not hope. You see, hope points to the future indefinitely, but faith takes the answer now. Amen. Faith is not hope. Thank God for hope. Thank God for Bible hope. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, now abides faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, love is the greatest. Love is greater than faith. Why? Because God is love. 
Now in Rhema, we're strong about faith. But believe me, we endeavor to be stronger about love. Because love is faith's power. Love is faith's energizer. The Bible says faith works by love. The better we understand the love that God has towards us and how that love has been shed abroad in our own hearts and how we can let that love flow through us to others, the easier it's going to be for us to walk in faith. Amen. So faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith gives substance. New English Bible says, gives substance to the things that we hope for. Our faith gives substance to the things that we hope for. Hope doesn't have any substance. Hope is like a dream, a goal. Now listen, if you don't have a hope, then your faith has nothing to give substance to. There are some people with terminal sickness, giving up to die, and they've lost hope. There's no use trying to get them to believe God. They are not in hope. They've lost hope. So the first thing is to paint a picture, bring a supernatural hope to them. Let them know, yes, it's okay to desire to be healed. Now, you can't force your desire on someone else. You can't. You're not a witch. Hopefully. Well, I know you're not. I'm just kidding. You know, you can't force your desire on someone else. God will not violate somebody else's will. Amen. He won't. He won't. He said, not that we have dominion over your faith. 2 Corinthians 1.24. We're helpers of your joy. So faith is not hope. Hope is like a, a goal, a dream, a desire. And you know, Mark 11.24. What things soever ye desire. It's okay to have desires. It's okay to have a goal. A goal that God paints or plants in our heart. A dream. Something God talks to us that this is possible. This can be achieved. This can be done. Well, I'll love to have this. I'll love to be able to do this. Thank God for hope. But listen, faith is not hope. A mistake people make is they substitute hope for faith. And some substitute faith for love. And some substitute love for hope. You know, each of them has what it's to do. It's like, I don't see with my ears. I don't hear with my eyes. I don't feel with my tongue. I don't. Neither do you. Amen. Each thing has what it's meant to do. Thank God for hope, but faith isn't hope. You know, hear people say stuff like, I'm just praying and hoping God answers my prayers. Well, I don't mind telling you if that's all you're doing. God didn't even hear it in the first place. Amen. So faith is not hope. Hope points to the future indefinitely. But faith takes the answer now. You know, sometimes people say things like, I believe God is going to heal me one of these days. You know, that sounds like faith, right? You say, ah, he believes. He believes God. I've seen people die believing that. That's no more faith than I'm a monkey's uncle. Are you listening to me? Of course, you know Darwin wasn't correct. We didn't come from apes. Amen. That's not faith. Believing God is going to heal you one of these days. Let me tell you what that is. First Peter 2, 24 says, by whose stripes you were healed. So if I believe God is going to heal me, what it means is that I believe he hasn't healed me. And since his word says, by the stripes of Jesus I was healed, then it means I believe he lied when he said I was healed. Now how are you going to get God to work for you believing he lied? You're not. You see, hope points to the future indefinitely. Whereas faith takes the answer now. Believing God is going to heal you is not faith. Except you say, for instance, let's say we announce we're going to lay hands, you know, in healing school next Tuesday. And if you... Whatever it is, the condition, just come expecting to receive, believe God, and you'll be healed. And then you say, well, I'm coming for that service, and when hands are laid on me, next week, Tuesday, I will be healed. Now, that points to the future, but that is in hope. That's faith. Because there's a point of contact. There's a time frame. But if it's left indefinite, and eh, one of these days God is going to heal me. I believe God is going to do my miracle one of these days. I believe uh, God is going to, yeah, sure, in the sweet by and by. You know, <laughs> look, faith 
is now. If it's not now, it's not faith. Now, do I mean the answer will manifest now? No, the answer wouldn't manifest now. Faith looks back to the finished work of redemption. What Jesus already did for us 2,000 years ago through his death, burial, and resurrection. Faith believes it in the now. And then the answer may now manifest sometime in the future. What do I mean by that? Mark eleven twenty four, for instance. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, the moment that you pray, what are you to do? Believe. Believe what? So it says, I believe in prayer. It's good you believe in prayer. I know many people who believe in prayer who don't get their prayers answered. Well, I believe in the Bible. It's good to believe in the Bible, but that's not what that place is saying you're to believe. Well, I believe in the Holy Ghost. Awesome that you do, but that's not what that place says to believe. It says, believe that you receive. When are you to believe that you receive? The week after you pray? The month after? Two hours after? No. When you pray, that moment, what are you to do? You are to believe that you receive. So you believe that you receive it now. Now, and what will happen? And ye shall have them. So the answer may now come maybe an hour after, maybe two minutes after, maybe a day after, maybe two weeks after. But you see, faith believes that I receive. Faith believes I am healed. Faith believes my needs are met. Faith believes God has heard and answered my prayer, even though he doesn't see it yet. Whereas hope points to the future indefinitely. Faith takes the answer now. Second, Bible faith. The God kind of faith, revelation faith, is not the same as sense knowledge faith. We said, number one, that faith is not hope. Said one of the best ways to know what something is, is to know what it isn't. So we're following that approach as we look at what faith is. We said first, faith is not hope. Faith is not hope. Hope points to the future indefinitely, whereas faith takes the answer now. The Bible doesn't say the prayer of hope will save the sick. It says the prayer of faith will save the sick. Second, Faith, Bible faith, real faith, is not the same as natural human faith. It's not the same as natural human faith. We need to understand this, that there are two kinds of truth, two kinds. In John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. Now, there is Bible truth, the word of God. There's also natural human truth. I'll tell you something. When I was coming this evening and I was driving, I got to some junctions and I saw some cars coming. I didn't say, well, we walk by faith, not by sight. Listen, the car is coming. And what do you do? You stop. Are you listening to me? There have been times I sat down to eat, and then I, as, as I smelled the food, it smelled spoilt. I didn't say, well, I don't walk by my senses. My friend, that food is spoilt. Listen, I go by my senses as much as I should. But when what my physical senses tell me contradicts what the word of God tells me, then I make a decision. And what's my decision? Let God be true. And every man, including my own outward man, a liar. Amen. So real faith is not the same as natural human faith. Any kind of faith is based on some form of truth. Natural human faith is based on natural truth or what some people call facts. Bible faith is based on Bible truth. Are you listening to me? I go by my physical senses as much as I should, but when what my physical senses tell me contradicts what the Word of God tells me, then I put God's Word first. I'll give an example of what I'm talking about. You know the story in John 20, 24 to 29. You know, Jesus appeared to his disciples. They saw him. They were glad. And then I um, wonder where Thomas was. Thomas, the twin. That's what Didymus means. He was a twin. You know, he was on a wall, a way without official leave. We're not told where he went. Then he got back, and then the other guys told him, we'll sing the Lord. 
Say, my God, I beg, leave that thing. You think I'll be moving like you? Except me, I see with these my two koro koro naked eyes. Except this my hand touching body so tear. I put my finger inside that in, with that in palm. I put my hand inside that inside. I no go believe that thing. Leave him. Leave story for storyteller. I know they believe him. You see, that's what Thomas said. You know, that's wafi version. That's what Thomas said in essence. That's what Thomas said in essence. Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails. Put my hand into the print of the nails. Thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. It was an act of his will. He chose to. You know, I will not believe. Then Jesus shows up. said, Thomas. And then he said, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, reach ether thy finger. Thrust it into my palms. Take your hand. Put it to my side. said, and be not faithless but believing. He said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those that have not seen, but yet have believed. You know, we hear this thing a lot. Seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. Listen, how can seeing be believing? The very word faith implies you don't see. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I don't need to believe for this Bible. I can see it. It's here. I already have it. I don't need to believe for... This marker, I already have it. You see, faith has to do with that which is not seen. And when the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, walk by faith, not by sight, it's talking about the physical senses, the physical senses. So real faith, Bible faith, is not the same as natural human faith. Natural human faith believes what it can see, believes what it can feel, believes what the physical senses can perceive. We'll tell you, you know, that's the slogan of the sense-ruled man. Experience is the best teacher. You know, the thing about that is this. Experience whips you first, then you learn the lesson after. I rather learn first. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we learn primarily from the word of God. We also learn by experience. But we don't put experience above the word. We'll get into trouble if we do. First Peter 1.8. It says, Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So, faith is not sight. It's not based on the physical senses. It's not based on what we can see or what we can feel. You know, your body can tell you you're sick. But the word of God still says by whose stripes you were healed. Now, get this. Faith is not denial. Faith does not deny the facts. Are you listening to me? You know, you hear people say things like, maybe someone goes to a doctor, the doctor gives a report, and then someone asks them, how was the report? They say, well, don't mind them, oh. This is what they say my enemy has. My friend, let's stop all that thing. It's not your enemy. It's what you have, naturally speaking. Based on the facts, this is the situation. You see, Mark eleven twenty three. 23, Jesus did not say, whosoever shall say there is no mountain. He said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Before you can solve a problem, you need to realize there is a problem. Then you need to find out exactly what the problem is. You need to know exactly what your faith is up against. Faith is not denial. Faith does not deny the facts. You know, sometimes I hear people say things like, no, I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. Then the person was diagnosed with cancer. That's not a faith confession. It's not. It's not. Why do I say so? Romans 4.17 says, God calls the things which be not as though they were. God doesn't call the things which be as though they be not. Two different things. He calls the things which be not as though they were. Oh, I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. You are still talking around cancer. What does the word say? It says, by whose stripes you were healed. 
So what do I believe? I believe I am healed of the cancer. It's just like a sinner. You meet a sinner and he tells you, I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner. So what are you doing? He says, I'm making my confession. That's no more a confession than I'm an astronaut. To confess means to say the same thing. Say the same thing as who? As God. Now, listen. Faith is based on fellowship. Fellowship is the mother of faith. It is the parent of joy. It is the source of victory. Are you listening to me? So it's not about working a formula. It's not just God is a person. It's not just a bunch of principles. Yes, God's word has principles, but there is a person called God. It's not just a bunch of buttons. You just get in the room, you press, 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 punch, 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 and then that's it. No, it's a relationship. It's about the father and his family. It's about a love affair between us and God. Are you listening to me? Praise God. So faith, Bible faith, is not the same as natural human faith. Another man, Abraham, in Romans 4, 17 to 21, the Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that that which he had promised he was able also to perform. Now, what happened with Abraham? Here was this 99-year-old man with his 90-year-old wife. When that lady was sweet 16, she was barren. Maybe it was our tubes, maybe it was our ovaries, maybe whatever. We don't know what exactly, but there was an issue. So there was barrenness. Now, secondly, menopause had set in. Thirdly, old age had set in with Sarah. Fourthly, it had ceased to be with Abraham after the manner of men. You know, when he was 86, there could still be Ishmael. But by this time, that engine don't knock. <laughs> knock. Dead. It's not working again. You know, so there were four strikes at least against them. Then God suddenly shows up and says, I've made you a father of many nations. Now, common sense says that's not possible. But well, Abraham just said, if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. If God said, I'm father of many nations. Notice God didn't say, I will make you a father of many nations. Abraham believed, I am a father of many nations. He believed according to what God said. And what did God say? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So he believed, I am a father of many nations. That's what he believed. He had God's word for it. He believed God's word. He refused to consider the contradictory circumstances. And he praised God for the answer. Those are the things Abraham did. So Abraham's faith wasn't based on his physical senses. Abraham's faith was based on what God said. Do we see that? So real faith, Bible faith, the God kind of faith is not the same as natural human faith. Natural human faith believes what it can see, believes what it can feel, believes what the physical senses can perceive. But real faith believes the word of God in spite of the testimony of the physical senses. Believes the word of God regardless of what he can see. Now, he's not saying he's not seeing it. He's not saying it doesn't exist. All he's saying is, yes, I believe I'm healed. I believe my needs are met. I believe I'm more than a conqueror regardless of the circumstance. Do we see that? It's not saying the circumstances don't exist. You see, human nature loves extremes. Human nature loves extremes. For instance, let's take this for, for example. You know, some people think that faith is the absence of feelings. 
that if you show feelings at all, if you show any kind of emotion, it shows you're not a faith man. Well, if that's so, then Jesus was not a faith man because he showed some emotion. When Lazarus died, he wept. Paul talked about, about Epaphroditus, who was sick and near death. He said, let by any means, he, Paul, should have sorrow upon sorrow. So there's nothing wrong with having sorrow. Nothing. Nothing with mourning or grieving over a, lo a lost loved one. Nothing. Some people want to make it like, put you in a bondage like it's a sin. It's not. It's not. It's natural. It's okay. But the thing is this. We don't let that grief now overwhelm us. We believe what the word of God says over and above that. And we let God's word comfort us. Now, people usually take the scripture in 1 Thessalonians 4, where the Bible says we shouldn't sorrow as those who don't have hope. And then some people try to make it sound like sorrowing is only people who don't have hope who sorrow. No, that's not what the Bible is saying. It's saying that we don't sorrow like they sorrow who don't have hope. We have hope. Do you see that? So faith is not about being extreme. Faith is not about, you know, you can't be real. Some people in the name of faith confession, they can't make conversation. You know, they can't make conversation. They can't just be real anymore because they're in bondage. Yeah, I'm strong about confession. I'm strong about the words I speak. But look, God has a sense of humor. Children of Israel, they said they wanted flesh. God said, all right, no problem. You're going to eat it till it come out of your nose. Now, I believe God, that was just humor. <laughs> that was just humor. I don't believe God meant flesh should be coming out of their nose. He meant you're going to eat so much of it. Brother Higgin talked about one time, Jesus said to him, said the anointing is not in your feet. I didn't tell you to lay your feet on anybody. Well, the man wasn't planning on laying his feet on people. I believe Jesus was just being humorous. Is there anything wrong with being humorous? I don't think there is. Amen. So faith is not denial. Faith, Bible faith, is not natural human faith. It's not based on the physical senses. Now, I'm not saying throw your senses away. You need your senses. Do you understand? You need your senses. There are times you want to make a decision. You pray about it. You don't have any leading. Common sense says go this way. Well, if God is not saying don't go that way, you better go the way common sense says to go. <laughs> Do you understand that? Yeah. One fellow wrote Charles Caps a letter one time. Says, as I got a hold of faith, I stopped using fertilizer on my farm. He said, why? Now I'm believing God. My God, that's being stupid. Another fellow said, as I got a hold of faith, I quit my job to live by faith. You couldn't get your needs met working a job. You think it's not working a job that will make your needs get met. Now, people like to go to extremes. You know, it's like drugs and no drugs or like borrowing and no borrowing. So people make it sound like it's a sin to borrow. If it's a sin to borrow, Jesus sinned. He borrowed Peter's boat. Someone says, well, Jesus paid him for it. No, he, he might have paid him for it, but he paid him for it after use. <laughs> if you want to go that route. So at least he got it on credit. Elisha said to that woman, borrow vessels, not a few. You know, so what am I saying with this? We shouldn't go overboard. We shouldn't go to extremes. God wants us to stay balanced. It's like medicine. I haven't needed a tablet in years, in decades. Am I against drugs? I'm not. Am I against medical science? I'm not. If I couldn't get healed any other way but through medical science, I'll go get the drugs and I won't feel condemned about it. Now, some people's faith is not in God's word. Their faith is in throwing their glasses away. Their faith is in throwing their drugs away. You see, Proverbs 18, verse 9. Proverbs 18, verse 9, in the Amplified Bible, the last part of that verse, it says, He that does not use his endeavors to heal himself is partner to him that commits suicide. You're not Boko Haram. You're not ISIS. So don't act like one. 18, verse 9, in the Amplified Bible, the last part of that verse, 
He that doesn't use his endeavors to heal himself is partner to him that commits suicide. Now, why am I saying some of this? Because we don't want flaky folks. We don't want folks who just go on a tangent, who just go on an extreme. I met a couple the other time, you know, we got to talking about birth control. They said they were believing God. I said, really? They said, yes. I laughed. I said, listen, you won't just need general faith to do that. You will need the gift of special faith to do that. Because there's actually a scripture that says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sweat, that shall he reap. You're doing what produces babies. You're thinking babies won't come. They will. Well, it wasn't 11 months down the line, we saw how well their faith worked. Do you understand? So we don't want you going off on a tangent, going off on an extreme. We want people who are balanced. Faith is not based on the physical senses. And that doesn't mean throw your senses away. That doesn't mean be an idiot. That means when God's word says something and your senses say something contrary, you believe the word of God. You believe the word of God. Now, I was dressing up. While I was dressing up to come to class today, I looked at one tie. I looked at one shirt. I said, now, this doesn't seem to match too well. My senses told me that. Did I believe them? I sure did. You get my point. So we go by our senses as much as we should. But when what our senses say contradicts what the Bible says, then we put the Bible first. So faith believes the word of God regardless of the testimony of the physical senses. Third thing, we said faith, number one, is not hope. We said faith is not natural human faith. Bible faith is not based on the physical senses. Third, faith is not mental ascent. Faith is not mental ascent. E.W. Kenyon well, John Wesley said this. He said, the devil has given to the church a substitute for faith. He said, it looks so much like faith. It sounds so much like faith that few people can tell the difference. He called it mental agreement. Kenyon called it mental assent. Now, listen, faith is of the heart. It's not of the mind. You see, the mental assenter claims to believe the Bible. He'll tell you he believes it from Genesis to Revelation. He'll, he will even roll up his fist and almost engage you in a fist fight over it. But ask him a simple question. Are you blessed? Are you healed? You say, yes, I know there's healing in the Bible, but I don't have it. Then you don't believe the Bible. If you really believe, you will act. If you really believe, you will act. See, the mental assenter, he only agrees with his mind, with what the word of God says. He doesn't believe it in his heart. He doesn't appropriate the word of God for himself. He doesn't take it to heart as true in his case. He will tell you the word of God is true, but not in my case. That's mental assent. He doesn't act on it. You see, yes, believing is an act of the will, but faith and willpower are two very different things. Faith is not willpower. When we are talking about Bible faith, we're not talking about, you know, just the power of positive thinking, just think positive. We're not trusting in our own will to make it good. We're not trusting in our own ability to bring it to pass. We're not just saying, just confess positive. No, we're saying confess the Bible. It only so happens that the Bible is positive. This is not just the power of positive thinking. This is the power of Bible thinking, Bible believing, and Bible speaking. God is the one that we trust to make what we are believing for good, not our own wills. We don't make negations, we make affirmations. We trust God's power to bring it to pass, not our own will, not our own intellect, not our own strength. Do you see that? So faith is not mental assent. It's not mental agreement. Real faith is of the heart. Now, if faith is not hope, if faith is not, Bible faith is not natural human faith, it's not based on the senses. If faith is not mental agreement, then what exactly is faith? Now, the word faith happens to be the word P-I-S-T-I-S, -I -S -T -I -S, pistis. That's the noun. 
And the verb is pistio. That's the verb where you have the word believe. Greek. Greek. And what is pistis? What is pistio? What, what faith? It's just a persuasion. It's a conviction. A persuasion. A conviction. Based on the word of God. Independent of the physical senses. That's what faith is. It's a persuasion. It's being persuaded of the word of God. A firm persuasion. A strong conviction that is based on God's word and independent of our natural thinking or our human senses. That's what faith is. It's a persuasion. It's a persuasion that's based on God's word. Now, Hebrews 11.1, independent of our physical senses. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the translation says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for, being confident of what we do not see. You find faith is being convinced of the reality of the things that we don't see. Confident of what we hope for. You find the words sure, certain, confident, convinced, you know. You find those words. Moffat's translation says that faith is the warranty deed. That the thing we have fondly hoped for is at last ours. You hope for physical strength to do the work that you need to do. Faith says the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid. You hope for finances to meet the obligation that you are confronted with. Faith gives you the assurance you will have the money when you need it. See, faith in God is faith in his word. It's a persuasion that is based on God's word. A conviction that is based on God's word. That's what faith is. It's a persuasion. Now, let me take this a step further. If you really believe, you will act. If you really believe, you will act. In actual fact, faith is acting on the word of God. That's what it is. Acting on God's word. Acting on God's word. Now, not acting based on someone else's action, but acting based on a persuasion you have in your own heart. It's acting on the word of God. That's what faith is. Acting on God's word. Acting on God's word. And when we talk about acting on God's word, we're talking primarily the written word of God. You see, the written word is given to unveil the living word to us. So anything God says in his written word, that's God speaking to us today. You see, God is one with his word. If your word is no good, you are no good. God is as good as his word. And listen to me, his word is good. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son a man that he should repent. As he said it, and shall he not do it? As he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? Jeremiah 1, 12. He said, I hasten over my word to perform it. The American Standard Version says, I watch over my word to perform it. See, God is in a hurry to make his word good in the life of the man or woman, boy or girl, who will dare to act on it. God, the Bible is God speaking to us today. It's God speaking to us now. You know, you hear people say things like, well, unless you get a rhema, unless God gives you a rhema. And then there was a book came yesteryears about how some people, some boys try to walk on water and then they drowned, you know. And then the explanation was this. They were trying to act on a logos. And you can't act on the logos. The person said, you have to get a rhema. Now, that's not true. Why did Jesus walk on water? That wasn't general faith. That was the gift of special faith. That was a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Yes. God did not promise all of us we can walk on literal water. You don't have a scripture that says so. So they weren't acting on a logos, on a rhema. They weren't acting on anything. They were just being foolish. Do you see that? The written word is already quickened. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick, is living and powerful. Moffat's translation says the logos of God is a living thing. Everything God said here is alive. It's alive. You know, some people say, well, I'm waiting for God to quicken a verse in my spirit. Look, you have a book of quickened verses. 
1,189 chapters. Quickened, alive, powerful, potent. You say, eh, but God hasn't spoken anyone to me specifically. My friend, he has spoken everyone to you specifically. Just find the scripture that covers your case. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that in not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So faith is acting on God's word. Now, are there times when God may quicken something to your heart? Definitely. Faith is acting on God's word. Primarily the written word. And also whatever word he speaks to our spirits. Faith is acting on God's word. That's what faith is. Is acting on God's word. Is acting on God's word. Smith Wigglesworth, the English man. You know, many times in his meetings, he was quite a dramatic fellow. It said that he raised, now God raised through him, you understand, that's how I mean that. At least 23 people from the dead in his lifetime. I'm not sure if you've woken 23 people from sleep. You know, he raised 23 from the dead. Now, um, he will do this. Sometimes in preaching, he will just go and say, faith is an act. Run to the other side of the platform. Faith is an act. Then run to the other side. Faith is an act. And then run to the other side. Faith is an act. And just do that 10 minutes. You know, that's going to get everybody's attention. One fellow running up and down the place just saying something. Well, what's he saying? Why is he running? He's trying to impress something on our heart. And that's what faith is. He's acting on the word of God. He's acting on the word of God. He asked A.B. Simpson, what's faith? He said, faith is acting like the Bible is true. You see, the Bible is actually true. So we just need to act like it's so. 1 John 4, 4 says, you have godly children and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So what do we do with that? We act like it's so. You act like you've got the victory. You act like the greater one is in you. Well, there's a whole lot of talk about recession in the economy. But the last time I checked, Philippians 4.19 still read, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So faith is just acting like that. So acting like all your needs are met. Acting like all your wants are supplied. Faith is acting like the Bible is true. Because it actually is true. Now, God's word will not become true in your situation until you act like it is. It's not the hearer of the word who is blessed, it's the doer. So faith is acting on God's word. Faith is acting on God's word. Let's say this together. Faith is an act. Faith is, an act. Faith is acting on the word of God. If you really believe, you will act. Don't forget that. It's very important. So faith, remember what we said? We said it's not hope. We said it's not based on the physical senses. We said it's not mental assent. Then we said it's a persuasion, a firm persuasion, a conviction based on the word of God, independent of the physical senses or the human reasoning. It's of the heart, not of the head, not of the soul or the, or the body. It's of the spirit. It's a persuasion that's based on God's word. Now, we said this, that if you really believe, you will act. Because faith is acting on the word of God. Faith is acting on the word of God. Remember in Luke 5, 17, where Jesus was teaching the word. And the, Bible, the doctors of the law were present. The Bible says the power of God was present to heal. Now, none of them got healed. But there was this guy who had four crazy friends. That they dropped him from the roof into the house. And the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith... Now, last I checked, faith is a spiritual substance. You don't see it. So what did he see? He saw their action. So faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is acting on the word. God told them to go around Jericho six days once. On the seventh day, seven times, keeping quiet. And seven times, blow the trumpet and shout. 
Now, anybody can shout when the walls are down, but it takes faith to shout when the walls are still up. Faith will act on God's word, regardless of the testimony of the physical senses. Do we see that? So he's acting on God's word. He's acting on God's word. What God said primarily in the written word, and I'm talking about rightly divided scripture. You know, for instance, I could tell you the Bible says Judas went and hung himself. Show you where the Bible says you go and do likewise. And then I'll round it up and cap it up and say whatever you do, do it quickly. All those scriptures are in the Bible. And then I've got the rope on your neck right now, don't I? But you see, it's God telling you to go commit suicide. No, he's not. So I'm talking about rightly divided scripture. God's word, rightly divided. If you don't divide the word of God rightly, you get into trouble. Rightly divided scripture. And that's why God said study. So faith is acting on the word of God. Primarily the written word. Because the written word is given to unveil the living word. See, the Bible is Christocentric. It's centered around Jesus. Faith is acting on God's word. Whatever he says in the Bible, that's God speaking to us now. Or whatever he speaks to our spirits. Are there going to be times when God will say something to your heart? Yes, yes. Brother Hagin was on that bed, 16 long months. Finally, August the 8th of 1934. You know, he had his, his grandmother Drake's Methodist Bible propped up in front of him. And then he read Mark 11:24. He said, Lord Jesus, you said here, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. He said, the burning desire of my heart is to have a well body, is to be healed. He said, when ye pray. He said, I prayed. He said, believe. That's what you said. You said, I should believe. He said, Jesus, I don't mean to be unkind about it, but if you were here in the flesh, and, you were to, and I can see you like I can see my mom, and you were to tell me that the trouble with me is that I'm not believing, look, I'll have to tell you, you lied about it. I believe. He said, when he said that, then the Lord spoke to his heart. Lord said to him, yes, you believe all right as far as you know. You see, you can't believe beyond actual knowledge. We'll get to that in a bit. The Lord now said, but that last clause goes with that verse. And what was the last clause? And ye shall have them. The Lord said to him, he says, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. You know what he saw? He saw that for those 16 months, he really wasn't believing. He had just been hoping he would be healed. He had just been going by head faith, not heart faith. He would pray. And there's no way you can pray and not have a good feeling in your heart. Listen, the basis when it comes to the prayer of faith. Now, there are times you have a prayer burden. You, if you have a prayer burden, maybe you have a prayer of supplication, prayer of intercession. You keep praying until the burden lifts. But when it comes to a prayer of faith, my friend, you don't need to have any feeling. Spiritual, physical, any kind of mental. God's word is all the evidence that we need. God's word is all the evidence that we need. If God said it, that's it. That settles it. You see, he will pray. And you can't pray without feeling good in your spirit. And then he will think because he has that good feeling in his spirit, that's evidence God has heard him. No, that's just evidence he has spent time with God. That's all. And then he will feel his heart. The heart is still not feeling fine. And then he said, God, and I thought you healed me. He had gone through that thousands of times. Then he saw he really wasn't believing. He really wasn't believing. When he actually got into faith, within the hour he was out of the bed, then he saw it. While I'm still lying on this bed, and I haven't moved a peg, and my heart is still not beating normal, and my, the blood disease is still there, and I'm still paralyzed from the natural standpoint, totally from the waist down, partially from the waist up, I'm to believe that I receive my healing. If I believe that I receive it, then I shall have it. But I've got to believe I've got it first. See, you've got to believe you've got it when you don't yet have it, and then you will get it. You've got to believe you're healed. When the symptoms are still on your body, then you'll be healed. You've got to believe your needs are met. When you don't have any other evidence other than the fact that God said it, your bank account is still looking like it looked. You've got to believe you're victorious. 
when the circumstances still call you the defeated. That's real faith. He saw it. He saw it. He saw it. Then he began to say, I see it. I see it. Started to say out loud, I believe I receive healing for the heart condition. I believe I receive healing for the blood disease. I believe that I receive healing for the paralysis. And in case he left anything out, I believe I receive healing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Well, I cut the long story short. He had an inward urge to praise God. And then eventually, the Lord said to him, said, now you believe you're well. He said, I sure do. Then the Lord said, get up then. Well, people don't stay in bed at this time of the day. Now, how is a paralyzed man going to get up? See, faith is acting on God's word. Faith is acting on God's word. Listen, if he had tried to get off that bed without that revelation, it wouldn't have been faith. It just would have been willpower. It wouldn't have worked. Faith is acting on the word of God. It's the word of God that you act on. Don't act on someone's testimony. Hebrews eleven twenty nine says, By faith, the children of Israel, they passed through the Red Sea as of a dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. You know, someone hears how somebody threw their drugs away and got healed. Then they think the magic formula is throwing your drugs away. Then they throw their own drugs away and then they get into trouble. No, don't act on someone's testimony. Act on the word of God for yourself. So because of a persuasion based on God's word, now he believes that he's well. So he's now acting based on what he believes, which is in line with God's word. You see that. First, he saw it in the word. Then he believed what the word said. Then he's now acting on what the word says. Don't reverse that order. You know, maybe you have symptoms of malaria. Just say, well, I'll just go carry buckets of water. I'll just go do some work. Look, that's just action. We're not talking about just action. That's perhaps willpower. We're just talking about just do something. Do something. If you are doing something, that you're taking action. I'm not talking about just taking action. I'm talking about taking action based on God's word. So the first thing is to get a persuasion. Going to the word of God. Let the word of God build a persuasion. You see, faith without corresponding action is dead. James 2.20, without works is dead. Your action should correspond to your believing. Don't act beyond your faith. And I also tell people, don't act beneath your faith. Let your action correspond with your believing. Let's say one more time, faith is an act. Faith is acting on God's word. Faith is acting like the Bible is true. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. I believe God. I act on his word. And therefore, God's word is a reality in my case. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.